The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yo, 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 what up, homies? I'm flying back from Vegas right now, okay? But I'm not going to leave you hanging. You know, I mean, I know we're expected. So you're going to hear all my reactions, Super Bowl 58. Had some conversations with Mike Florio on PFT Live today. We unpacked the game, every angle possible. So it's not your standard unbuttoned pod, but you'll still get my thoughts on the great Kansas City Chiefs win in overtime over the San Francisco 49ers. Check it out. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown. Kansas City. McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game. 25-22. There is a back to back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. That was the moment that mattered on Sunday night in Super Bowl 58. There was a suddenness to it after we waited and waited and waited and wondered and analyzed and felt like the game was never going to end. Will the game ever be good at first? Was it going to be good? It took a while. Gonna be, are we going to see Super Bowl, Super Bowl quality football? Yeah, it, right? it took a while for it to yeah. get interesting. But there have been plenty like that. There has. So much is just the precursor to when it gets good. And it really didn't get compelling until the fourth quarter. It was close. And it's one of those things. It reminded me of the divisional round game between the Bills and the Chiefs where I think the 49ers realized – at one point, there's a way we could play this that keeps the ball out of Mahomes' hands, yeah, and maybe right. we get the walk-off win. Remember, with the Bills, it would have been a field goal to tie. Right. The 49ers were trying to work it down trying to get nothing, the first... and it felt like it was going to happen. It did. I mean, that's kind of where I started with my overall reaction and the stuff worth talking about. And we have a lot to talk about, and this is going to be it's... kind of a free-form, wide-open mm-hmm. show. We're here in Las Vegas for one more day. I'm out of clothes. Right. I'm down. Now, officially, <laughs> look, baby, everybody's 0-0 zero zero again. The Vikings are back. Everybody's 0-0. Zero zero. Let's go. 2024 starts now, but this is the last clean thing I had. Well, the last thing that was close to clean that I had. I'm down so, to the end. Pack it for eight it's days. It's nine days, right? Pack it for eight I mean, days is yeah. rough, baby. No doubt. So, uh, no but doubt. anyway, um, 
we got so much to talk about. No, but you're right. But listen, that was a huge moment of the football game. Before we get in there. Third and manageable. Third and five. texting me. Right. In moments like this, think about players, not plays. You get the ball in the hands of your best players in moments like that. Right. And I know it all happened fast, and Trent McDuffie made a great play. Yeah, another great blitz by... But... Right. McCaffrey's on the other side of the field. Yeah. McCaffrey's the one who needs to have the McCaffrey's the guy who was running with that. This may be the only time I ever have a chance to play for a Super Bowl vibe. He was the guy. You gotta get it. You gotta get it in his hands at that moment if you wanna continue because if they get that first down, the Chiefs only had two timeouts, had to waste one early in the half. Game's probably over. You could have and it would have been very anticlimactic. They work it down, they work it down, and Jake Moody kicks a 25-yard field goal. It was anticlimactic. I was trying to tell people in the stands where I was sitting, I was like, listen, if they get the first down here, like, the game's over, Stop. guys. This is the play right here. Like, there's no more, there's no chance, right? I mean, maybe he misses the field goal, and who knows what happens. But if it's played at status quo. And again, guys, if you could play this back a few times, too. The blitz, right? The guts, to call this defense in this moment. I mean, that's where Steve Spagnolo is so special, right? To trust his, not only his great corner McDuffie with the blitz, does the right thing, gets his hands up, but then, all right, hey, best corner in football or one of the best corners in football. We're gonna leave you out here man to man, you know, be ready. And he had good coverage as well, but it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the most unbelievable thing we've, I mean, one of the most unbelievable things we've ever seen. They're the most unbelievable, just get it done football team I have ever seen, right? I mean, really, again, I think we were sitting there in the stands like most people in that game yesterday and what we saw. And, ooh, I like this with the dots, the blitz, the way it's timed out, the disguise, everything about it, right? It's hard to tell what you're going to get when Brock Purdy snaps the ball. So that leads to. Oh, gosh, where do I got to go? They're blitzing somebody's free. And, of course, the guy that's free is in the lane of where he wants to throw the ball. And that's part of the tactics of what Spagnola does, too. But the Chiefs, Mike, I mean. Like, you wouldn't have had time to even look over to McCaffrey. That's the thing. Whatever your hot read is there, that's, you got to get no time. See, that's, no time. Where, that's where he trumps that a little bit, right? So you want to maybe go to your best guy. And he might have been worried about that. So he said, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to gamble and create chaos and hope they don't even have time to get the ball or let the play develop to maybe their best guy and the way they kind of had it in their mind. And that's the, I think, wisdom of forcing the issue right. there because if it all breaks down, give them the touchdown. We'll take the ball back with two minutes sure, or right. 155 or whatever it would have been instead of letting them get the first down, work the clock. We have two timeouts. You know, maybe they would have gotten it back with 40 seconds left. Right. Go but, for it. Yeah. Well, like you said, yeah. you know, if they make the play, they score. So what? Maybe we get a sack and knock them out of field goal position. Either way, they were the enforcer, right? And I think that's what we saw in a lot of big moments yesterday. They ended up being the enforcer, their defense, what they did there, the clutchness of Mahomes. I mean, we were sitting in the stands, and I think mostly everybody there, and I was in and out on the telecast, but – Come on, for the first two quarters, it was clearly the 49ers were the better team on the football field, right? They went into halftime. My kids, my wife, they're sitting next to me and what, going, what do you think? It looks good, right? Niners are looking good. And I'm going, I mean, yeah, but they should be up two scores, I, maybe more. I, I said, this is exactly what happens. Yeah. People let the Chiefs hang around. They don't put them away. And then we start to see the magic man start to get hot. And then, you know, the rest is history. I figure your buddy Kyle Shanahan – was uh, 
under a lot of stress at halftime. Right, knowing they blew opportunities. To 10 be to 3 13, should three, not have been 16, the score. Three, right. It should not have been 10 to 3. Right. It felt like they dominated both sides of the line of scrimmage. No question. And it was just a matter of time before the Chiefs <laughs> did the Golden State Warriors thing and woke up. And, hey, that first drive of the third quarter. You went, oh, maybe they're not going to wake up today. The Isaiah Pacheco right. fumble and the interception. The third by Patrick quarter Mahomes. was the interception. That, right. was the, that was the moment to make it 17-3 and really separate. And when they weren't able to cash in then, I mean, there's so many moments Even you can go 13, to in Even 13-3, anything, yeah, right? Something. Get some points here after Mahomes, who should have run it there. He should have run. It was a bad throw and a bad decision. Do you think he was throwing to Kelsey here all the way, right? I wasn't even sure. The throw was so off, and it's, we're so not accustomed to seeing him make a throw that errant and off target. I was like, I don't know. Did, was he trying to hit Kelsey, or was he trying to drop some diamond to Marquez Valdez-Scanling? I'm not sure I, either way. Yeah, it's it's like split the difference, and it went right to a That was a moment where we sat there, and I, I mean, I went, oh, man, this, this might be the 49ers' yeah. day right now, yeah. right? And to not capitalize there along, hey, not capitalizing with McCaffrey on the first drive, the field goal drive that put them up 3 nothing. They were moving the ball then. They had penalties late in the drive that basically got them behind the chains to where they settled for that field goal. But to your point, to my point, yes, the early part of the football game, early third quarter, it felt like the Chiefs were just hanging on. They were just kind of hanging in there. Let's see if we can stay in the game. Let's see if we can keep it to one score. Can we get there? to then put the pressure on the 49ers knowing, oh, no, it's a late fourth-quarter game and Mahomes has got the ball, and we know that that is becoming an inevitable force like we talked about all week. And, uh, of course, that's where we saw history. After the 49ers went up three points with 153 left, I turned to Shereen Williams in the press box, and I said, if you told me before the game Mahomes is down three with 153 to play, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Right. And I thought maybe they were just going to score a touchdown and end it there. And when you get Kelsey on the shallow cross for the deep run down the left sideline, right? You went, oh, man, they're going to have a chance here to end the game right here. He threw to Kelsey in the left corner, right. front corner of the end the zone. The one-on-one play like right. the Ravens game. Right. And there were six seconds left after that. Would you have thrown one more to the end zone with six seconds left? I don't think I would have risked it. I don't think I would have. You know, I think that's one, too, where with that quarterback, too, you almost got to save him for himself because he'll, like – Oh, let me make this guy miss. And there goes the six and seconds. And there goes the six seconds, and all of a sudden he throws the ball and it hits the ground and it's zero, you know, one zero and it's over. So I think that was a smart play there, right? The thing that, you know, doesn't matter now. We saw at you know, after the the, the fact Rasheed Rice was open down the middle, he might have had a chance to play that. But, you know, again, those are things he's got to make a quick decision. He knows there's not a lot of time on the clock. He goes to his best player, like you just talked about a minute ago, and he says, Let me throw a ball that maybe is safe that our guy can catch that I don't feel is like a, 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 a bad decision or a reckless decision here. And there's limited bad things that can happen. And I think that's why he made that play. He didn't play the other side and just went with his guy and uh, lived to play another day. Of course, they kicked the field goal and tie it up and we go to overtime. And the center had a bad snap not long before that. The center so. had a bad snap almost every snap of the whole yeah. football game. Yeah. I kept telling my son, what, I mean, look, Mahomes did this the whole game. He went to the ground and to the right. Almost four out of every five snaps the whole game. And, of course, yeah, the snap, uh, that one was really bad. And the other thing about having six seconds on the clock, and this worked out perfectly for the Chiefs, if there had been a bad snap on the field goal, there would have been enough time to call the timeout, do it again, because it wasn't fourth down. That's right. That's right. And and the, 
the 49ers, my first thought was, oh, no, you left three seconds on the clock. Well, the 49ers aren't going to do anything, and there wasn't a kick return. It was the first Super Bowl ever with zero kick returns. Every one of them was banged out right. of the end zone. Further proof that they need to do something with the kickoff return. Even if it's the XFL model, they need to do something so that play is relevant to the game again. Yeah. A Super Bowl with zero kickoff returns for the first time in 58 editions just kind of underscores that the current system makes no sense. Yeah. Why do you even go through the motions? Just put the ball on the 25 for crying out loud. No, long. you're right. It was it was not, uh, a, a non-aspect of the game last night, certainly. So the Chiefs are the first rare. repeat. I'm sorry. You're I'm good. sorry. You're good. We had That's a good week of not talking over each other. And here we are. <laughs> we're like Jim and Tony. Anyway, uh, never mind. That was, that was, that was unfair. Uh, but what the hell? We're sleep deprived. We'll be unfair for the rest of the next two hours. First repeat champion since 2003-2004 Patriots. Third Super Bowl win in five years for the Chiefs. And I really feel bad for Kyle. Between Super Bowl 51, the other overtime game when yeah. he was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons. Right. Super Bowl 54 yep. against the Chiefs when they were up 10 with under seven minutes to play and did not win the game. And then last night where it felt like they had the better of the play yeah. for most of the game, almost all of the game. And if you take out 15 of the equation, they win that one. It was what Kevin Clark was talking about last week. Right. This is the era of a lot of Kev, uh, Carl Malone's. Yeah. A Patrick lot of guys. Ewing. I almost said Kevin Malone from yeah. the office. A lot of Carl Malone's. Right. A lot of guys who are great Charles players, Barkley. great coaches right. that just are forgotten because Mahomes and Reed are taking over. They're, it's, it's, you know, Michael Jordan, right? Phil Jackson-ish, what they're doing. It, it does feel that way. Right, we're. I know we're going to dive into it. We got a lot to dive into in, in in totality. But I mean, one, okay. Not only is the guy like amazing and clutch and ice in his veins, like we've never seen before from the day he got into the NFL and became the starter. Right, his he's got incredible big game experience. So he's not phased by these moments. The game's a slow motion movie picture. He drops back. Not only can he see coverage, but he understands, oh, wait, this coverage means they don't have a lot of people to watch me and I can scramble and do things like that as well. You add that to on top of a coach who's creative, right? The coach has guts. They've recruited and gotten signed players that got guts and a renegade aspect about them where they continue to fight and play physical. And I think that's the incredible thing about them all together. I, in, in a lot of ways, they've won three Super Bowls. And in a lot of ways, I sit here and go, I don't know if they were the better team in any of the three they won. Really? Right? They were close to, I mean, I feel like all three of the Super Bowls, the other team was a little bit better, but Mahomes was just like, not when it matters, you're not. And that's what I'm, and, and Chris Jones and Kelsey. And again, the thing we always talk about, I mean, the stars on Kansas City always show up. Right. The best defensive player in the game was Chris Jones. The best offensive player was Mahomes. Followed by that, it might have been Kelsey when it was all said and done, or maybe McCaffrey, but the magic of the Chiefs, uh, it is incredible. And, you know, to the Shanahan point, well, go ahead, you start, because well, I just no, rattled I want, I want to follow up on what you said. Yeah, we'll, we'll be right. talking about Kyle and some yeah, of the we'll decisions he made. But right. I agree with you that the three Super Bowls the Chiefs have won, the other team was the better team. But I know. But I know. you have to balance that out by the fact They're not that the better team. The I Chiefs get you. have right. one of the all-time greats. Sure who is not very far away from being in the conversation. I don't know. Are we already at the point where it's just Brady and Mahomes? Has Mahomes already eclipsed Montana, even though Montana has four and is 4-0 in the Super Bowl? I mean, I think so. But, you know, you know that's just B. I understand. I mean, I'm, I think Joe Montana is the man. You know that. But Mahomes, for me, I mean, to me, 
We've never seen anything like Mahomes. Brady hasn't even done this. This is crazy. The three Super Bowls, you know, the six AFC championships, four out of six, your first year starting. And like we talked about, it's it's riding Mahomes from the start. It's not like, oh, we played ball control and had great defensive Bill Belichick game plans. That's where it's different to me. So, Mike, I I second what you say there, right? I went through a period in my time where I went, okay, I mean, we know Brady's the man. And then as a player, I went, man, we'll never see anybody like John Elway. And then I saw Aaron Rodgers, and I went, man, we're never going to see a player like Aaron Rodgers. Now, here we have Mahomes where I want to go, he's Aaron Rodgers, but yet with, like, the mental makeup of Brady, right? Almost like, so I have all these plays and all this, but I lead like Brady. I yell at guys like Brady. I'm clutch like Brady in the big moments. So it's like the perfect storm. And I'm, I mean, are you saying that? I'm, I'm saying that. I think they're the two best already. I think maybe Mahomes goes past Peyton Manning yesterday and kind of clears himself with just him and Brady at the top. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has the throwing ability that is very rare. Right. And we always blame the Packers for not putting enough around him. Yeah. He had one Super Bowl appearance right. in his full time in Green Bay. But at some point, you have to ask yourself, how much of what Mahomes does has Rodgers failed to do? By whatever you give me, I'm going to find a way well, to make yeah. it work. Like, well, I mean, this and I'm going to lead right? you, and I'm going to rise up right. in these moments. Right. And it's a long play here. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have some problems in November. Right. We, we might lose at home to the Raiders on Christmas Day. Right. But we're going to find a way, and we're going to find a way, and I'm going to keep working on these guys. And that's where Mahomes is far closer to Brady than Rodgers from the standpoint of leadership, accountability. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think so. Just natural desire. I mean, we've all known someone in our lives, whether a coach, a parent, a boss, a coworker, a friend, whoever, somebody who inspires us to be better than we are otherwise capable of being and you know it when it's happening and you want to do it you want to get up a little bit early you want to be a little bit better you don't want to let that person down and there's no magic to it it's just there or it's not it's a natural intangible quality of patrick mahomes to inspire those around him just the way he approaches the game He's got the mentality of a little kid still. I say all the time, he's never changed. He loves the sport. He wants to go win. He wants to do well. And you want to do well for him. Not because he's preaching. Not because he's in your face. Not because he's being an asshole. Yeah. But because he is just who he is. Yeah. Wants to win. Wants it's greatness. You wants them all to be great. Quantify it. Right. And if you could bottle it. You make a little money. Yeah. You can make a little money. Yeah, you can bottle that and sell it. You can make a little he's, money. He's going to be making a little money like forever. Now. And he's like, only going to get better. That's the, the problem. Well, the scary for thing. For everybody else. Well, to your point with what you're talking about with Rodgers or whatever else, like, uh, you know, again, I'd, I'd go, you know, and this is not to pile on Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think some of those years, it, all his years in Green Bay, he had better talent, I think, at receiver and things that we saw from Kansas City this year. I mean, we're not ready to write. This is what's scary about Kansas City. This is not the year they should have won the Super Bowl, right? It could have, it should have been the Ravens year probably. It could have been the Lions year. It could have been the 49ers year. This is a year of like, hey, they're still young. They're one of the youngest teams in football, and we saw they got some flaws and, you know, now you look at it and go, "Whoa, they won three Super Bowls with flaws on a football team." Then now they're going to go out into the offseason and go, "Wait, we we got to fill in some of these holes." As the Super Bowl champions are going to be saying that. 
Like I, they're going to get a big, a, a, a somewhat of a big time receiver this year and free agency. They're going to be more dangerous, and I think that's what's crazy. I mean, you win the Super Bowl last year as the youngest team in football. This year, you're one of the youngest teams in football, and it's setting up to where they're going to. Yeah, they got some decisions to make, but they got some money to play with and make some moves to make this team even better in the future. And and if you had told Aaron Rodgers back in August that Miko Hardman was going to catch the game-winning <laughs> touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, he would have been very excited about <laughs> right, that. Did right. you see our buddy O's the mentalist? He had Miko Hardman in training camp come up there and say, who are you going to beat in the Super Bowl? And he said the, the 49ers. 49ers. No, no, it's insane. I saw it on social media, and I thought of you because you were like, this O's, I don't know about this, but this guy right here, I don't know. He, he might be right on something. He, he picked, picked the right the guy, guy, right? You know, he's going to catch the game-winning catch to beat the 49ers. You're just not going to be on the Jets. You're going to be on the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. But, like, what an incredible story, uh, you know, for McCole Hardman, the Chiefs, everything to go along with it. Uh, but the game, yeah, magical. It really was but like you said, it took a little while, too. It took a little while with the sloppiness, right, turnovers. Mahomes and the Chiefs were certainly dumbfounded and could not find their way on the offensive side of the ball. You went, wow, the first half, he certainly seemed, you know, a little jittery in the pocket. I'm sitting there watching. I had great seats. It wasn't like people were open and he was jittery in the pocket. He was jittery in the pocket because he was like, oh, man, these guys are big and nobody's open. And I'm having a hard time just making plays and carrying us right now. But I think the difference in the Mahomes we have now to maybe three years ago, two years ago, the Bucks Super Bowl, as he went, wait, I'm just going to hang in there. I'm just going to hang in there. I'm not going to make the big mistake or be impatient. And because of that and that maturity and the way they played down the stretch, that's what they did. And of course, just their clutch just comes, up, comes about in the, in the end. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. We've already been all over the place today. I'm going to try to at least yeah. stick with this McCole Hardman right, thing. Because let's hear from Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl 58 MVP, three-time Super Bowl MVP, on that final play that delivered the victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, the play call, it, I think it started because Clyde was the first one to run it, and Trav was the other guy, part of it. So it was like Tom and Jerry, you know, that, that whole thing. Um, but uh, it, it was um, – it's, 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 that's the concept of the play, and then the motion was the exact same motion that we ran in the Super Bowl uh, last year, and, um, and they actually covered it pretty well at first, and then I kind of looked, looked back and looked back to them, and 
Um, it, it's a uh, it, that's a little risky always, so I was a little, little like, hey, let me make sure it's open. But it, obviously, Coach Reed, man, knows when to call those plays at the right time. Mahomes referred to it as Tom and Jerry, one of our favorite cartoons from our days growing Childhood. up. Andy Reed said that was corndog like last year when they had the motion and then the switch that confounded the Eagles defense, which you knew, you spotted, and you said that was one of their issues dealing with a receiver who goes in motion, turns around, and goes the other way like right. Kadarius Tony did there yep. and scored the touchdown that put the Chiefs ahead in the second half of Super Bowl 57. Corn dog with a little mustard and ketchup is what is Andy, what Andy said, called right? after the game. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it, it, they're, they're game planning. You know, a team that's not typically great in always short-yarded situations all right, and then the last two years, they statistically have not been that great there. I, we get in these big games, Ravens, Super Bowl, whatever. They always got a few plays in these moments that are extremely creative. You know, you think about that play there, Marquez Valdez-Scantling after the, uh, the, the fumbled punt wide open down the middle, right? So that is the, the genius of Andy Reid. You give him a little extra time, him and Matt Nagy start to finagle, ooh, wait, when they do this, we can expose some of their rules. Now, that whole end-of-the-game sequence was incredible to me. That was something new, right? I'm a football historian. You know me. I'm obsessed with the sport. I was sitting there at the end, first off, not sure exactly, and I'm not listening to the telecast, of the rule of overtime. I'm like, I have people in the stands going, wait, they should be calling they a timeout. They better go. They, they better, better go. hurry. And right. I'm going, I'm going, Wait, I I think this rolls over, but I'm not, not yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, you know, again, we hadn't seen that. So I'm sitting there going, "Wait, I think this rolls over, but I'm not sure." And of course, my heart was pounding and everything there, and and they were smooth as always under pressure and got an easy touchdown. Yeah, that came up in the press box as well. For regular season overtime, it is a single ten minute period. For postseason overtime, right. it is fifteen minutes. And then another 15 minutes that just picks up where the first 15 minutes ended. The key is what happens with the possessions. The clock is irrelevant in overtime, except when you get to the end of the second 15-minute period, because that's basically a halftime. Gotcha. So if you're driving and the game's tied and it's sudden death and there's a minute left in the second overtime period you better do something before it hits double zero. There's going to be another kickoff right, to right. start what would be the third overtime period. So, yeah, the game wouldn't have ended. But that part of me that loves chaos was kind of hoping the clock would strike triple zeros to see what the reaction Oh, the, the fans would have been like, been. oh, my gosh, like the, the 49ers fans would have right. been, we, we won just the won Super the Super Bowl. Bowl. Where's right. the confetti? Right. And that would have been just a bizarre moment but it, it obviously didn't come let to me, that. let me tell you if you like and and we need to go through the drive guys and, and don't start the highlights yet because i know we got some good ones here of this final drive that i think are important to kind of talk about um but you know what i got a feel of too at the end there it felt a little vice versa version though seahawks 49 i mean seahawks patriots right when bill belichick didn't call a timeout and he kind of looked over and he's like they kind of look in disarray right it kind of felt like that with the Chiefs. He throws the screen to Kelsey. They get the first down, right? I think the 49ers were a little bit like, wait, are they going to let the clock? What's going to go on? The, 40, the Chiefs kind of quick huddled it. You could tell the 49ers were still talking, doing things, communicating. 
and the Chiefs are like, let's catch them right now yeah. while they're sleeping, and they don't know. They probably don't even think we're going to run a play right now, right? And they had the momentum. Let's not let them get to a clock stoppage to where they can regain, you know, talk about some things, regain a new tactic, whatever you want to call it. And they took advantage of that moment, knowing that they're smooth in those moments and they're used to it and they executed. And that's why they're the Chiefs. Well, and that's one of the benefits that comes from experience, experience, experience. It's the thing that is just kind of floating in the air as you're making these decisions. You, you've been there so many times, and that moment, everything you did in your life as a coach, as a player, has led up to that, and you have access to that and that feel. And, yeah, maybe, maybe you did catch him a little flat-footed and a little unprepared for that final play to cap that drive. That whole drive felt so inevitable, though. It I, really did. It, and that's, you know, we probably we, we need a, a whole segment to talk about the – mindset of postseason number because this is all new there's no statistics for all the other stuff in the nfl for everything right. you want to do and go for it on fourth and three from your own 38 we got stats for that we got thousands of iterations we can this is all brand new and this is all a byproduct direct bright line of the bills chiefs afc divisional round classic from two years ago when it went to overtime the chiefs won the coin toss and the Chiefs won the game on a walk-off touchdown. The same thing that happened in Super Bowl 51, and that's what was so weird. Right. No outcry about it when it happened to Kyle after Super Bowl 51. Outcry about it after that division round game, and the Chiefs, the team who forced the rule change, are the first ones to benefit from the rule change and win the game on the second possession of overtime in a Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, you know. For my buddy Kyle Shanahan, yeah, there's a part of me that's like, is he cursed? I mean, is he cursed? I mean, a ball falls out of the sky and touches the foot of a player. Like, unlucky there. Dre Greenlaw's warming up to run on the football field. Tears his Achilles tendon, right? I mean, some crazy stuff happened. Like, I, you know, I feel for my friend to the to the utmost. But, you know, I know we're going to dive into all that let, stuff. Let, let, let run there. this by you. Because yeah, right. I want to have a full segment to talk about right. the Damn, we've, kicker receiver already been 30 minutes decision the on show. overtime. Right. Let me ask you this. Since right. you brought up Kyle and whether or not he's cursed. Yeah. Before the game, I was talking to a very well-known national reporter. Okay. And I don't even think he would care if I said his name. But I hadn't thought of this. Right. He said to me, if the 49ers lose this one, yeah. does Kyle need a fresh start somewhere else? Mm. And I hadn't thought about that. I said, well, he's got Purdy. I mean, let's see what happens with Purdy. But, you know, at some point, I could see him saying, it's just not, I mean, it's just not going to work here. I mean, we got two Super Bowl losses. We've got so many years where we're close but no cigar. Maybe I just need to be somewhere else. And you got to wonder what Jed York, and you got to think of it from Jed York's perspective. He's the guy that ran off Jim Harbaugh. At what point does he start feeling like we need to do something different? I think it would be stupid for the 49ers to want to make a change. I think you just need – because you're still in it every year. And one of these years, it's going to break your way. Right. But what gets harder is every time you come back now, it's almost like the Bengals. I remember every year the Bengals got to the playoffs, and it was can Marvin Lewis ever win a playoff right. game. And with each passing year, that became the thing. Yeah. So let's fast forward to the next time the 49ers are in the Super Bowl that narrative is going to overwhelm sure. because now we got another one dropped right. on top of 51 and 54. Somebody's got to be change that narrative. You know who that narrative, who had that narrative for a long time? 
Andy Reid. Yeah. Can't win Very, the big game. Point. NFC championships, lose the Super Bowl, can't get over the hump. What got him over the hump? Patrick Mahomes. He got his he got his <laughs> magic man, right? You know? You know, Mike Shanahan jetted John Elway. Again, it's not like it's not like Shanahan and the 49ers are losing to some slouches here. I mean, they're losing to the guy we're talking about is the greatest quarterback maybe in the history of football. 28 to 3. Shanahan was not the head coach. I'd like to remind everybody again. It was Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It wasn't like, you know, they're losing to some team that came out of nowhere. They're losing to greatness you know, in really close football games. So, you know, that's how I look at it. But, hey, I think the big thing is, and, you know, what's so unique about it is Shanahan's done it without a big-time quarterback. He saw his dad do it with John Elway, and he's being beat by these big-time quarterbacks in these big moments. You know, and yesterday, Brock Purdy did a lot of good things. There's no doubt about that. He didn't play bad, but I don't sit here and go, ooh, wow, he played great. They had how many times did they have the ball? He had up a lot a score, of time. Had a lot of time. Go up two scores. Yeah. You know, make a play. Do something to put your team over the edge. That's where, again, where I think if the roles were reversed a little, a guy like Mahomes or Brady, and they were on the 49 or somebody like that, they would have punched another one in there at some point to go, hey, we're up two scores. We got control of this thing now. There was never that play from Purdy. And there were some good plays. Again, don't get me wrong, that I think, Jump start of the 49ers. He got in a rhythm at the end. I know he made the play where he scrambled a little and he threw it to use check. But again, we make a big deal about that where like Mahomes does stuff like that, like two out of every three plays. We're not used to seeing that from Purdy. So we're like, oh, wow, look, he did that too once today. And yeah, again, miss some, maybe some opportunities to make some wow throws to put the game away, right? You know, uh, and, and I think that's maybe the difference here in games like this. You know, and you play that quarterback there, uh, you, your quarterback needs to make a few wow plays and some wow moments. And we had, what, Miss Debo out of the back of the end zone barely. Chris Jones gets pressure. Ayuk was open one time earlier in yep. the game. Uh, late in the game, of course, it's Chris Jones in Brock Purdy's face on the third down in overtime that forced the 49ers to kick the field goal. And, again, I think those are moments where Brady's, Mahomes, whatever of the world – they make a play in a lot of those moments to kind of go, no, no, we're, we're winning the Super Bowl. You're not. And again, it's hard. It's a great defensive call, again, by Steve Spagnolo. But in these got to have it moments, this is what the Chiefs do. They have it. They have it. They have the magic, and they always answer the bell. Brock Purdy finished his second year in the NFL. The question is, where's his ceiling? Yeah. And how right. close is he to his ceiling? How much better can he get? Right. Kyle will know better than anyone else. Right. Look, it's a tough decision. I don't even think it's that tough. I don't know. But you got Kirk Cousins out there. Is what happened last night enough to get Kyle? Because we saw what they did a couple of years ago. Yeah. When they decided we're going to trade up all the way to number three. Right. We're going to fix this quarterback right. position. And right. that didn't work. And right. then we get Brock Purdy, and he falls out of the sky with the last pick in the draft. Yeah, And I feel like they have so much invested in him that they're not going to bail on him. And I'm not suggesting they should. I'm just saying if you want to get to that next step, you have a guy that can help you contend for the next 10 or 15 years. And maybe he does grow into a guy that can win multiple Super right. Bowls. Right. But if you just want to win one and get this monkey off your back it's almost like with steve young like i just need to win one i need to win one i need to win one do you think about i i'm again this is just for purposes of discussion yeah i, I don't think he should yeah 
But you got to wonder whether he's at least in a quiet moment over the next couple of weeks going to be thinking, hey, when we get to Indy, maybe we want to talk to Agent Mike McCartney about what it takes to get Kirk to come to San Francisco. I, I mean, Shanahan, Lynch, they're aggressive. They're aggressive thinkers. You know, would I put that out of the realm of that growing through their brain? Certainly not. Acting on but, it and thinking about it are two different things. No, I know. At least, they at least got to think about I, it. That's what I'm thinking about it, sure. And, I, and again, like th those two guys, knowing them, th they think of everything. They really do. But I think the, the point you made is what I like. You know, I think they're far down a road here where, again, I think the team believes in Brock Purdy. The team's not leaving yesterday going, we didn't win because we had Brock Purdy, right? I don't think that's – this is different than the Jimmy Garoppolo years, right? Right, where it felt like in those games it was like, oh, manage Jimmy, manage Jimmy, and every now and then I'll call a play to make Jimmy look good. You know, they ran their offense yesterday. They're playing a great defense. We know that. Purdy did make some plays like we talked about, and I do think there's room for him to get better. Now, again, he's never going to be Mahomes. He's not going to be Josh Allen. That's just not who he is. But, again, right pieces around him. You know, Shanahan continues to develop plays and more of a system around him. And let's be serious, too. Brock Purdy did good things. It wasn't great. Like we said, there was a few throws where he completed passes, and I went, oh, if he threw that on the money, like McCaffrey's going to run another 20 yards, right? And they had to go down to catch it. But here's the other disappointing. And, like, they're getting a little bit of a free pass here. Now, Brock Purdy, yeah, maybe not all-star level play there. But, damn, Debo, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brian, Brandon Ayuk, I mean, they were disappointing yesterday. The, the Chiefs basically played man-to-man -man and said, screw you, we are in your face, can you get open? And they could not get open throughout the day. That, to me, was one of the big things and why they hung around. We talked about the 49ers' weapons all week, right? We had people come in, most people picked the Chiefs, but they waxed poetically about the 49ers' weapons, and there we were in the game, Nick Bolden, Legereus Sneed, McDuffie, right? They were all over those guys all game long, and they really never got it going as far as that trio is concerned. You talked about it. It was, it was the McCaffrey show. He was the only guy that really looked like he showed up in a big way for this uh, 49ers offense. Debo Samuel was targeted 11 times and had three catches. He could not get open. Now, we talked about this all week, right? This was not a Debo game. Remember, you kept hearing me say that. He's going to have – Debo cannot get open against man-to-man, -man, really good man-to-man -man corners. And it was Strugglesville all day. And he, he was hurt, space. too, in the second half. He, he had the hamstring and he up. kept going. But right. 11 targets and three catches is disappointing. Three targets, two catches for George Kittle for two yards. Now, he did catch that key fourth down in the fourth quarter the that route. kept the drive right. alive that resulted in the go-ahead touchdown. But Kittle was – largely MIA, Debo largely MIA, Brandon Ayuk targeted six times, three catches for 49 yards. You're right. It was McCaffrey with 160 total yards, eight targets, eight receptions for McCaffrey. Now right. he's not running down the field, so no. it's a yeah. higher percentage right. pass, but he had 22 rushes for 80 yards, 3.6 yards per carry, 80 yards receiving. He had a touchdown. He did have the fumble on the opening drive. There was a point where we were talking about MVP possibilities. McCaffrey was it, right? McCaffrey, and then, like, Juwan Jennings at yeah, some point was, was a name. It's like, hey, 15 keeps he doing get stuff. Open man -to -man. Threw a touchdown pass. Right. Caught a touchdown pass. Right. First guy since Nick Foles, only the second guy to do that. And right. Super Bowl throw one and catch one. So Special there were, day. There were, until Mahomes took over. Right. You were it going, it's like, going to be a non-quarterback. It's going to, yeah. I mean, at one point I'm thinking, holy crap.
If Harrison Butker kicks a 50-plus yarder to win the game, he's got <laughs> may, five. It may be Harrison right, right, Butker. It may right. be a Mark Mosley. Even though it was full season MVP, it could be a kicker as the Super Bowl MVP because it's almost like none of the above. Yeah. There was a long stretch of the game where we were like, I don't know. Yeah. There isn't an MVP. Right, right. I, you know, you're right. It was, I was, my son was sitting there like going through his phone because he wanted to vote and he saw it all on the big screen, right? And he was, he was like, why are they asking us to vote now? Right. It was like 12 minutes in the yeah, fourth yeah. quarter. He's like, what, you know, he's seen enough games between the 49ers or Mahomes or whatever to go wait, This one's coming down to the end. Let's wait to see what happens there. But we were having that same conversation kind of like, man, right now it's not the QBs. Hey, Mahomes wasn't in takeover mode at that moment. Uh, but, but yeah, that was incredible. And you know, the Juwan Jennings, again, I think speaks to, we always have a guy in the Super Bowl kind of comes out of nowhere it was his day. He was a guy that could get open to man to man. The you know again we're gonna people are gonna sit here and get on Shanahan. I'm gonna go Shanahan managed the game perfectly, right? Some of his stars let him down. The call that play, the Jennings throwback touchdown pass, and that moment. I mean again, come on everybody, that's coaching. I mean it's coaching to call that play right there is incredible. It really is. Now they got away with a holding on George Carlaftis that should have been called, and maybe a guy downfield. Right? No, no, because but I don't it was think he was. It was behind the line of scrimmage. And I didn't think he was he wasn't egregiously behind anyways. Yeah. Uh, but the holding, I think maybe they got away with. But that was a great call and a big moment. And, uh, hey, good to give a little Juwan Jennings love right there. Yeah, it, it really was something. And you see guys make contributions that you really didn't expect. And somebody needed to step up when the, the stars weren't getting it done. And, and, you know, back to Purdy, that play that we focused on, at the two-minute warning. I mean, that's really where the game was on the line. That was it. If you make that play, you know, we talk about championship throw. Right. I talk about championship throw. This wasn't throw it to the end zone for a touchdown to win the game. This is convert here, and we work the clock, as we said, back at the beginning of the segment, and you can win the game. And they, they, made, their, they made their call. They were aggressive. And... It was a lot for Purdy to process quickly. I'd love to know. I'd love to be able to flip this around, run the same defense, and see what Mahomes would have done in that spot oh. when that blitz is coming. Well, What's Mahomes, he do there? Mahomes has two things I feel like he would have done. It's a great question because I thought about the same thing. He's either going to throw this sidearm, and the guy's not going to be able to bat it. He's going to throw it right underneath his left armpit, right? He's going to raise his arm, and he's going to go right underneath his left armpit. Or he's going to fake it, and the guy's going to jump up, and he's going to run right run, by run. him and go get the first down. Yeah. And that's where it's like, does the freaking guy, I almost wanted to say the word, does he have a fucking cheat code? No, okay. Wait, no, Sorry. Wait a minute. Wait Sorry, a minute. London. You Sorry, just Birmingham. Put the brakes it on. It deserved the word. And then you It deserves the, the word. <laughs> the guy deserves the word every now and then. He has a cheat code. It's like, it doesn't matter what you do. He would have found a way to do that, but it's, no, I, you know, it's that, that's Neo my point. when he figured out the matrix. <laughs> right. It really is. Right. When he's able he's to catch bullets. the bullets right. and, and then throw them back at you, yeah. you know, it's a, it's crazy. Right. It is. So it really is. you're right. And you know what? Here's the bottom line. You don't do that to Mahomes. They probably you don't have. send a free right. release guy right. at him. One guy because he's going to do that. He's, he's going to throw it that. around. You're going to throw it through your legs. He's going to come up with something. Or he's got. going to do the pump and he's going to run right. right by you. Or he's gotten to the point where he knows how to get it all protected before the play happens. Yeah, he'll see it. it. 
He'll, he'll see, see it. it. I mean, he's gotten to that. How many times yesterday did you see him at the line of scrimmage? Like, they were moving around. The 49ers came out with a good game plan on defense. They did play more aggressive than we've seen them play in the playoffs. I think that flustered the Chiefs. They got some things that on that side of the ball, I don't think they were expecting maybe as consistent as they got it. Uh, but, you know, they hung in there, as we know, and, you know, they continue to make all the big plays. And that's the key for Mahomes, and that's why I keep saying he's going to get better. I go all the way back to training camp when he talked so much about wanting to be like Brady from the perspective of yeah. making all the adjustments, knowing exactly what's coming. There's nothing you can do to fool me. I see you, Trent McDuffie. I right. see you getting ready to blitz whoever's in the corner there in the slot getting ready to come. I know this. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it before the play, or I'll deal with it during the play. That's the thing. He knows how to deal with it instinctively during the play. He's going to get to the point where he doesn't even need to do that, where he can set it up before the play, where he knows exactly where the hot read's going to be, how to slide the protection, how to account for it, change the play, whatever. That's where that brain becomes a supercomputer for a guy who has played and played and played, and he's going to keep getting better and better and better. As I said after the AFC Championship, get used to it. If you don't like it, find something else to do on Sundays between September and January because Mahomes is going to be around, and he's going to keep coming, and he's going to keep winning. They're going to keep changing the pieces around him but he's going to be the guy that keeps it going. I said to my, I got in the car after the game and I, we have so much more to unpack of the game. I know and we're going to get there, but when I, I went, I looked at my family and you know, my wife and whatever. And I went, man, I went Brady, Brady shed a better, a little bead of sweat yesterday. He was like, man, this, this guy's coming. Okay. He did Peyton Manning Rogers, right? Uh, who else? Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, they were all sitting at home going, man, what do we got to do? Are you kidding me? What do we got to do? You know, Peyton seeing the guy, you know, another guy. And, oh, okay, gosh, he got three Super Bowls. I only got two, right? But, yeah, I mean, Burrow and Allen got to be going, oh, my gosh, he's got three, and we can't get one yet. And, you know, it feels like, again, that maybe they, they didn't even play their best football this year, and they still win the Super Bowl. And, and to me, that's really scary. All right, we're going to take a break. All and right. I wanted to save time so we could focus exclusively on – the decision-making process, the options available, Yeah. when you go to overtime and win the coin toss in the postseason. Right. It's very easy in the regular season, not so easy in the postseason. We're going to break all that down from every possible angle when this Monday edition of PFT Live from Las Vegas continues right after this. In his Viking sweatshirt. Super Bowl 58 was tied at 19 after 60 minutes of regulation. Fred Warner of the 49ers and Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs met at midfield for the coin toss. The 49ers won. The 49ers elected to take the ball. They elected to receive. Because you're now guaranteed a second possession, no matter what happens with that first possession in playoff overtime, It's a more complicated decision than anyone has ever faced, and this was the first time anyone had to face it. Here is Kyle Shanahan after the game on why the 49ers made the decision to take the ball first in overtime. Uh, It's just something we talked about with, you know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, If both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold him to at least to a field goal. And if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. 
It's not an easy decision. It's not at the all. The choices are simple, though. Right. You receive or you kick. Yes. Now, if you're going to kick, it's important to defer. Right. Here's why. There could be a second half to overtime. Right. After that first 30 minutes, 15 and 15, they have a little break. Yeah. And then they kick off again. So if you choose to kick, if the Chiefs had won and said, we'll kick, the 49ers would have had, if it had gotten there, right. who knows? Could have gone, I mean, we'll I receive again. But they, they get it twice. Right. And it's clearly sudden death by the time we get to what would yeah. be the third, third quarter, quarter of, of overtime. overtime. Right. So you want to defer if you're going to kick. Yeah. And then they choose. Right. Now, now, yeah, they choose. Well, let, let, me, let me correct myself on this. If you defer, the other team could they could kick. They could say kick. They yeah. could kick. They're like they we're could. not going to play thirty minutes of overtime. Right. There's never been a, a game in the history of the league that's lasted right. thirty minutes of overtime. Right. We'll deal with that if we get to that point. Right. We're still kicking, so it still comes down to: Do you want to kick? You defer. The other team might kick. Right. And the question is this, and this is why I would kick. This is why I would kick. And I set it up in the booth, and yeah. I tweeted it in real time. Yep. If you receive. You're playing three down football. Yeah, that's right. If you get the second possession right. after the team that got the ball first scores, you're playing four down football, at least until you get into field goal range. Right. For the Chiefs, it changed once they got into field goal range. Then it's back to three down football. What are you going to do? And it would have gotten interesting. Let's say you're <laughs> facing fourth and goal from right. the three. Right. Do you tie the game and make it sudden death, or do you go for the win? If you score a touchdown, if the 49ers had scored a touchdown and gotten a one-point extra point, and they're up seven. Do you just go for two if you score and avoid that sudden death? Because we know from years and years and years of sudden death overtime, 67% is the success rate when you kick off in sudden death. Right. So if Kyle got what he was envisioning, that third possession, two out of three times you win if you get to that point. And that's what he was playing for. He was playing for that point. But I think it's more complicated than that. He said we went through all the analytics – I don't think you went through all of them if your number one factor was, I want the third possession, because I think there's a lot more to it than just, I want the third possession. There is. There is a lot more to it. It's a tough one. Like you said, it is. You know, I, I think there's, there's, hey, the angle you talked about, which, of course, we know is very real. The third possession thing's real as well. The game, the way, I'm not going to sit here again and go, ooh, I think this is totally wrong and egregious. I certainly think it's something we talk about. You know, I, I think it's fair to say you think it's wrong. I get it. You know, there's a part of me, too, that, that goes that way. But I also look at it and go, all right, wait, is there some justifying, justification thoughts here to why you would do that? And I think there is. One, the game had been a lot of field goals. So you're going, all right, we kick a field goal, they kick a field goal, we kick a field goal, game over, right? That's the way the game was kind of playing out. So I think that's where the third possession thing comes into play a little for Shanahan, right, Mike? He's going, wait, we just kicked a field goal. They just kicked a field goal. I mean, so our defense has done pretty good the whole day, keeping them out of the end zone. I'll play that angle. So that's the first thing I would say. Second thing I would say is this, to just play devil's advocate for point of conversation here. Devil's doing fine on his own. Devil's doing fine on his own. You're right. He's killing it right Especially now in the here. world. He's Especially here. Every, oh, damn. He killed me. Sin this City. Day. Yep. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> he made me do lots of bad things, but but I go. Well, well, let me just yeah, say one thing. Right. Uh, the hotel that we moved to yeah. after we left Mandalay Bay, right? And I'm not going to get any free advertising to yeah. it. 
it smells the way I think heaven would smell wow. everywhere you go. Right. It's incredible. Wow. Anyway, we're thinking heaven, hell. Yeah. Because the other place kind of smells a little right. like hell right. in the casino. Right. A little bit. I, I, I grew to like it, though. Yeah. But this other place smells like yeah, hell. Yeah, see, when I'm in Vegas, ahead. I like the smell of hell a little bit. <laughs> I like, like it. I, I do. I'm right, I like interrupted a, you. No. Uh, devil's advocate. But here, devil's advocate is this, too. Right? You just saw Mahomes and them get hot. Right? They just went down the field and almost scored a touchdown at the end of regulation. So here you are, Shanahan, going, man, do I want to give them – my defense was just on the field for a pretty long drive for them to go down and and get that, right? Do I want to now kick the ball back, quarterback seems like he's kind of hot, put my defense who's tired anyways back on the field, and now – Oh, they march down and score a touchdown, and now we got the pressure of oh no, Brock Purdy's got to score a touchdown to tie Patrick Mahomes. And then I do think there's that element again where the analytics aren't going to say that, but knowing people, the pressure, the moment where I can imagine, and I don't know this yet, I haven't talked to my buddy, I would think that's part of the equation as well. What you're thinking about right there. And, and here's the reality: there right. are no practical analytics because it hasn't happened before. No. They're just theoretical analytics, right. and it's about sitting around and brainstorming all the different ways it could play out. And you make a good point. And look, the argument I got on social media when I said they should have kicked yeah. was the defense is gassed. Kyle didn't say that. Kyle apparently decided ahead of time. This is, this is what, what we're going to do. do. If, if we go to overtime, we get these new rules, we win the coin toss, we're going to take the ball. So, yeah, look, I agree with you. It's a decision that needs to be made in the moment based upon everything that's gone on in the game. It right. can't be a prepackaged, this is what we always do. You know, well, coming Kyle, into the game like this, Kyle right. always defers if he wins the toss to start the game because he wants to set up the double score yeah. possession at the end of the half possession to start the third quarter that's universal sure unless you're dealing with some completely unusual circumstance like the giants vikings playoff game from 93 when you choose to kick yeah because of the wind right the wind is so bad you want to be kicking with it and then they punt into it but for this i think it's a living breathing thing with the decision that needs to be made based upon all the available factors at the time and i like the argument of it's been field goal fest it was it was the most field goals ever in a Super Bowl, seven. So drives are petering out. They're kicking field goals. We get a field goal. They get a field goal. We get a We back. win the game on Saturday. That's what I mean. It's and not, it almost happened that way. That's, that's what I mean. It's not crazy. That's where I, I listen. I know we're all going to second guess Shanahan and those type of things, but the flow of the game had showed us that. Now, you know, listen, I know the counter arguments. Ooh, it's Mahomes and he's getting high and you don't know. And I understand that. I mean, we can get into. You know, even to the fact that over time, do you kick the field goal there? That was, I think, a legitimate question, too. I know there was people in the stands going, I think you'd go for the touchdown right here because it's Mahomes. But, no, I, I have no problem with how the game's managed. Of course they lost, so the game is going to – we're all going to second-guess Shanahan. I understand the aspect of, yeah, they kicked the field goal, and now it gives Mahomes fourth down, right, until they get in their territory, and then they got to kind of play it by, by the book again. And that is an advantage to the Chiefs, but I think we've pointed out some other areas that, you know, why you wouldn't make that decision and where the game led them to that decision. And again, I don't know if this was a preconceived thought before the game or if he felt this in the moment, this was the right thing to do. But either way, that's what they did. And, of course, it came back to bite him It the sounded butt. pre-baked. Yeah. It sounded right. like that's what they had planned to right. do. That They went through the analytics and they decided 
we want the third possession. That's our key factor. But I think, and this is the thing that we always push back against when it comes to analytics. You have to make your decision based upon all your knowledge, skill, and experience as a coach in that moment. Yep. What's going on right. in this moment? Right. What's my assessment of this game? Is this a field goal game? Is this a touchdown game? You know, the Bills-Chiefs game. Right that sparked this overtime change. It was a touchdown game. That's right. Late. It was touchdown fest 2022 up and down the field. And we all knew the Chiefs were going to score a touchdown. Devin McCourty told us about the overtime game in 51 when they won the coin toss. We're winning the game. Yeah. Because we're going to drive down and score because they know what that offense has been doing. So I think one of the factors is what is our offense doing? What is their offense doing? And look at it this way. You mentioned fourth down, the fourth down mentality, playing three down football versus four down football. If the 49ers had encountered fourth and one from their own 34 on that opening drive, are they going for it on their own 34? Mahomes had to. Right. Mahomes had no choice. Right. What would the 49ers have done? There? They would have punted it. And yeah, because if you if you miss it there, you've handed the game to the other team. You it's have over. handed the game to the other team. Right. It's over at that point. So yeah, I mean, again, I know that changes the the dynamic, certainly. But I think the big thing is, is other than a short field touchdown after you know, a ball, a punt going off someone's foot, we saw 13, 10, 13, 13, 16, 13, 16, 16, 19, 16, 19, 19, 22, 22, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, 22, 19, whatever. So the game was going that way. And again, that's where for all the people out there that are wanting just to absolutely crap all over Kyle Shanahan, I will fight back with that right there to just go, wait, it's not that like guaranteed that you should just, you know, kick the ball off and overtime and do that. There were some other aspects here that I certainly think you can make that argument. Uh, and I think it's an interesting discussion altogether that, you know, who knows when the next time we'll have to talk about it again. It's a complicated right. decision right. that no one had ever been required right. to make before. Right. There were, and I lose track now, there were 13 postseason games in 2022. It didn't happen once. And now 13 games in 2023 and in the last one so we've had 26 postseason games with these rules and it happened and the next time it happens that will be one of the factors and that will be the talking point as teams prepare for it well look at what the 49ers did and the stuff we're talking about right now i think is exactly the kind of brainstorming that happens in team meeting rooms in the offseason as they plan for next year and it's just a new wrinkle. Yeah. And we now have seen it in action. And these are all the things you got to consider. Is it a field goal game? Is it a touchdown game? Who's my quarterback? Who's their quarterback? How do I feel about a short yardage play if I get in a short yardage situation and right. I have to go for it on right. fourth down? Because I'm going to have to. I can choose to if I have the ball first. I'm going to have to if I have the ball second. How do we feel about that? There's a lot that goes into it. And the Chiefs had pre-baked their decision that they were gonna they were gonna kick. Yeah. So I, I think the mistake both teams made is they came up with their approach without regard to the game, yeah. To the game. Right. And how it felt right. when you get to that. Right. And I think that that's the mistake. And I think that's the lesson for every other team and for the two teams that were in last night's game. Don't make your final decision until you've played the first sixty minutes of the game. Yeah, that's right. You gotta take that into account. You know, and I don't know, maybe the part of the reason, too, is, you know, maybe Shanahan saw his Fal- the Falcons team, which was Dan Quinn's team. Again, I'd like to remind everybody that for the 27th time this week, because people still talk about it last night, like it was Shanahan coaching the Falcons. But, yeah, even though he experienced that game and said, wait, Brady 
end of regulation, my field was on the team along, the defense was on the field a long time. Wait, they got the ball to start overtime. My de- the defense is on the field again. And he saw that effect. I don't know. Maybe that went into the mindset of going into that way, going into the game that way anyways. Yeah. Because he still could have changed his plans. Yeah, he's he still, still could have changed his plans. plans. No if doubt. anything, the way the game went reinforced his decision to take the ball. It did. Yeah, it did. It did. So I know it's a tough one. And again, that's where I get into my buddy Shanahan being cursed a little right now. And I feel for him. And like, I shed a, I shed a tear for him after the game. I was really hurt. You know, that's a tough way to lose the football game. And then not only to have all this pressure on you to be faced, even with that decision that nobody's ever been faced with in the history of football or the Super Bowl. And here you are in this big moment against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. you got to make the decision and you make a decision and of course it doesn't work out your way and now everybody dissects how your decision was wrong for a full off season and you know that's where i that's where i hurt for shanahan the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support, anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Andy Reid was able to think straight last night, even though he got jostled in the first half by Damn, tight end Travis Kelsey. <laughs> good Lord. That was, look at this. That is something. He comes over and he bumps the big man and almost puts him down on the ground. He's got a couple of new knees in those legs. Kelsey was mad because he wasn't on the field. Kelsey was like, he was looking like Jason there. I mean, he was, he had the eyebrows going and he the was, beard. And hey, he was they were pissed. frustrated early. Yeah. Well, they were frustrated the whole I, first half. They had a long time to settle it down in the second half, and I'd love to know what all went on in that locker room during that Usher show that seemed to take forever to set up. And I felt like the second half came around a lot later than it usually does, but they were out of sorts in the first half. Oh, you they really were. It. You could see it. I was, you know, sitting on the side of the Chiefs bench. You could tell every time the offense came out, there was head shaking. There was, you know... Hey, we're going to be okay. I could see Mahomes over there trying to keep spirits up, right? But they had no answers early on. And, you know, it wasn't getting a ton of pressure. He was doing okay there, but there was nobody open downfield. And then we're, we expect, oh, Mahomes will make magic and he'll find somebody. But the 49ers covered well. 
and Nick Bosa was around a lot. Hey, he's one guy on the 49ers defense that definitely popped a lot yesterday. Nick Bosa was around run game, pass game, whatever. But here's what I... Chase I mean, Young sighting last night, too, by too. the way. Yeah, yeah, he had a few plays, no doubt about it. The, the, the other thing, too, that you know, this is what I love about the Chiefs, and this is, again, to me, why they're different than any dynasty we've ever seen, right? I think I've said, I think the Cowboys of the 90s are maybe the only thing I've, that are similar, where it's just like, we're the biggest show in town, we love it, stars, pressure, cash, money, whatever, bring it on. They love it. And that's unusual because usually we see dynasties like the Pittsburgh Steelers of the 70s do it by the book and the Patriots do it by the book and Bill Walsh is a mastermind and they do it by the book. The Chiefs. Is that Phil doing John? That was John Facenda. Right. That was was you doing out of me all the way. I mean, Phil's in me. All right. Part of me. So that can't get him out of there. all the way. But but my point to it is their individuality is awesome, but it never goes overboard to trump the rest of the football team. And the fact that they're such psychos that he can hit Andy Reid like that, what I love, play the replay again, guys, if you can. Andy doesn't even care. He literally almost gets knocked over, and he's just like, oh, oh, it's Psycho Kelsey yelling at me? Yeah, don't worry, we'll be okay. And he, like, pats him on the arm. It wasn't like anybody was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he did that to the head coach, right? And, you know, I mean, again, I don't know if we can play it one more time, guys. It's about taking the steam out of a situation that could have boiled over. You know, sometimes you don't fight the guy back. Right. And he knows his guy. I'm sure Andy Reid probably wasn't thrilled with it, but the reality is. Look at him. He's like, I almost fell. And he's like, oh, it's you. You're, yeah, you're a psycho. Okay, yeah, we'll get you the ball. (laughs) Andy Reid told Peter King after the game that, that he loves that Kelsey was that fired up about getting out there to play. Yeah. And and also that he stumbled because he's not a very good athlete. That's what he said. Here's Reed after the game talking to reporters about Travis Kelsey getting in Big Red's face. They're passionate players, man, and I love that. And even if they chest bump me to the other side of the 50, I mean, I've, I, I appreciate it. I just love that the guy wants to play and wants to be in there playing. And he knows I love that. So he makes me feel young. <laughs> yeah, he caught me off balance. I, I wasn't watching. He, cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. <laughs> um, he was really coming over just to go, just put me in, I'll score, I'll score. You know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time. So, I listen, I appreciate him. <laughs> and look, Kelsey not, woke up. It's not the first time the, the player has physically disrespected yeah. me on the field. Well, well, we saw it in the Ravens game. I know. He had the, I know. The, whatever Chris Jones was doing. And then last night, I don't know what Chris Jones and Andy Reid were doing on the field, but uh, it's called celebrating a Super Bowl it win. Is. Um, All rules go out the window. That's right. Kelsey had one catch for one yard in the first half. In the second half in overtime, he had eight for 92. He had that catch near the goal line where I thought he was just going to bull his way in. Right. Bull his way in. And when they were facing that fourth down and one, I thought, line it up like you're going to run it. Play action. Flip it to Kelsey and let him just go. Remember that game against the Chargers? Right. Where he just kind of, like, how is this guy running through all these people but he just keeps going and he just keeps going i thought that would have been the play although the play hey the play was great the the play they called that was beautiful and it gave mahomes multiple options that's always the key right you keep the ball in the quarterback's hands in moments like that because then he can run he can throw he can throw here he can throw there he can do this he can do that you don't commit like they did 
on they had that they third learned and short on a few, earlier, right? Where they where learned they called their the lesson. Right. They called the timeout right. early in the second half. And they still wasted the timeout. They came out and they ran it up the middle right. and they went nowhere. And it was clearly going to be a run. Right. It was clearly going to be a run. And that's what we think. Maybe they're setting it up for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do it later. You have yeah. a handoff. Kelsey, right. and then there he goes. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's No, I work. think your thought's right, though. Yeah. You know, they had enough of that. They saw running up the middle wasn't going to be easy against this crew the whole day. Get your guy on the edge. A little creative motion, the way they do it. Play action fast. and uh, Or, you know, a little boot to the right. And, uh, of course, yeah, now Bosa crashes down the line of scrimmage because he chases the run, chases Pacheco, and they come out on the other edge, and it's like, oh, wait, you're one guy short. Yeah, you can cover him, but now you got no guy for me. And that's where Mahomes is awesome. And, of course, he just runs with it first down. And that's where I think the moment of that drive where you went, you know, not only did they get the first down, he ripped off, what, a 15-yard run almost, and you went, "Uh uh-oh, here they go. Right, and then it just started to become surgical right after that. And Mahomes knew what the consequence would have been if the ball had gone back to the 49ers in a sudden death setting. He wasn't going to let them get the right. ball back. Right. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier. To put the pin on that point, yeah. I understand factor, the theory right. of getting the third possession. Right. Mahomes isn't going to let you get the that's third the factor. possession. That's the factor. That's this is the Mahomes factor. Yeah. And I think, you know, despite the game and whatever else, I think we're getting to a point where you got to start to go, well, it's this moment, and I got to basically do and make a decision here all on, I, I don't want to see this guy make magic. Yeah. He's, he's gotten to that point, and I think you're right. That's probably, you know, the end of that discussion and kind of does button it up. And there's no good – alternative no you give him the ball first he's gonna score right so then you have to go out there and 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 that would be the argument to let him go ahead and score first because it's your chance for purdy Purdy. chance for purdy to to show what he can do all right right. we're going to take a deeper dive into the legacy of patrick mahomes based upon six years as a starting quarterback and more accomplishments than we've ever seen from a guy this early in his career we'll do that next year on pft live I mean, he's one of the best coaches of all time. I believe he's the best coach of all time. I mean, I know he doesn't have the trophies yet, and I have a lot of respect for some of those great coaches. Um, But the way he's able to navigate every single team he has, um, continue to have success no matter where he's at. Um, And for me, he brings out the best of me because he lets me be me. I think that's that's important is he doesn't try to make me anyone else. I I don't think I'd be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being my head coach. Um, and um, and and other than that, he wants you to be the best person you can be, and that's something that I think is uh, truly special. Holmes talking about Big Red. A lot of love for Andy Reid. Before the season, when we were tracking what Bill Belichick needs to do to catch Don Shula, yeah. I noticed Andy Reid. Way up there, farther than you think, right? And Andy <clears throat> Reid, six, seven years younger than Belichick. Right. If he keeps going with this guy. Of course. If he keeps riding this out, he's going to catch Belichick. He's going to catch Shula. He's going to blow by them all. Playoff wins, he's really close. Unbelievable. Right? I think playoff wins, he's only a handful behind Belichick, whereas he could pass him, I believe, in the next year or two. And, look, there was a time where it was a given that Andy Reid is just going to ride this out as long as he has Mahomes. Why wouldn't you? It's on autopilot at this point. But, again, and you know details, I know details. Chiefs fans get all twisted up. I guess when we hear things that we believe to be credible, we just shouldn't say it for fear of causing fans yeah, to I mean, be Chiefs upset. Saying, we're not rooting, I mean, against, we're not yeah. rooting for yeah. this. We're That's, just letting you know what's, it's out and, there. And it's amazing to me. Right. 
okay, if there's a report, he's going to get an extension and a raise. And one of the, you know, one of the reasons he may be thinking about retirement is he only makes twelve million a year. Yeah, I heard right. that a couple of weeks ago, and Jonathan right. Jones of CBS said that again yesterday. Right. Twelve million a year is it's chump is change right ridiculous. now. Ridiculous. Right. It right. is disrespectful. He's not in the same Sorry, Clark Hunt. You got to dig deep and pay this guy if right. you want to keep him. Right. Maybe if hey, you're only going to pay me twelve million, I'm not going to do this. You want to come out here at age sixty six and yeah. keep doing this? And and you got guys making twenty five million a year. I'm making yeah. half of what the highest paid. Coaches in the league are making. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. an insult yeah. to Andy Reid. Agreed. Agreed. So, um, but we both know that the Chiefs were and possibly still are. Look, Andy Reid was never going to make it about him. He wasn't going to retire in the locker room. Right. He's gonna, wasn't going to retire at the podium. He is. If he is going to walk away, it's something that's going to happen after the parade ends. At some point after that, I'm not saying he will. We're not saying we want him to. We're just realistic about the things we hear and yeah, the situation right. that's in front of us. But if he does stay, and I would stay, you could end up, if you're Andy Reid, the winningest coach of all time. He has been an NFL head coach every year since 1999 continuously, and he has been better than average and great all the time. Great, great, great X's and O's, instills confidence in his football team allows the players and the personalities to be themselves. And I think we know he has Mahomes, and that's great. We got it, right? But just like we talk about any great quarterback-coach duo, it kind of goes hand-in-hand in a lot of ways. And we've seen Andy Reid, what I would say, I mean, in this playoffs, going back to last year's playoffs and what they did in the Super Bowl, are some of the biggest, the, the best big-game coaching we've ever seen in the history of football ever incredible you know last year the game plan they came out with the eagles to win the super bowl against a team that i mean everybody in football thought the eagles were the best team right this year the adjustments after christmas day right getting the team to finally accept like hey this is how we got to play this is what we got to do to go to buffalo that game plan what they did to the ravens yesterday right a team that poses a lot of problems incredible big game coach right now and you know it's where i give my buddy kyle shanahan a hope of going hey look at andy reed he went through some early season early career struggles now everybody looks at him and goes he's the best damn coach maybe ever right and that's how you know you get a great quarterback he got a fresh start he revived his career and man i mean they're just they're special what well, they're doing. but 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 that's the point there i know was, i heard you i know, I know. As soon as I came you said out, fresh start yeah, not me yeah, yeah, yeah. you said right. it not me right but look kyle's young and he's got a long time to still coach and you never know when that mahomes is going to come you know again because right. he could have had him right that's what's got to make it worse yeah he could have had him yeah i, I could have had him. i know i know it does it does a little you know, puts a little dirt dirt in the wound or what are they, salt in the wound, salt I guess, wound. right? Yes. Especially, yes. And then you're going to lose two Super Bowls to him. And, 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 of course, both are because of that guy and his ability to be so awesome late in the game. You almost want to move to the AFC if you're Kyle Shanahan so you can't lose to him in the Super Bowl Right, again. right, right. Yeah, right? Seriously. I'm serious. Yeah, I like, give me one of these AFC jobs. If I'm going to lose to this, I'm going to lose to him in the playoffs. I don't want him doing this to me on the biggest stage in sports again. Well, I think what's incredible too with the Chiefs and Mahomes and what they're doing coming out of the AFC, we know how strong the AFC is right now. The quarterback play, right? It's the stronger conference. There's more tests you have to go through right now. And, you know, I think that even makes this more special in my my eyes. We've never seen anything like this. Like we said, this is the best 
first six or seven years to a career that I've ever seen in my life. You know, I'm obsessed. I watch everything, grew up being obsessed with the sport, all of it. We have never seen anything like this. Not even Dan Marino was doing stuff like this. Of course, not the championships, but just the the theatrics, the end of the game moments, all of that. Uh, it, it's the perfect example. And that's why I think you and I have come back to like, you know, Jordan, it's it's got all that the great physical ability the ice in the veins and then the brains to digest think these moments and play them the right way that you just don't see in players very very often and he's a great person i mean look you never really know someone until you like live with them but i've seen enough of this guy he has never changed and by all appearances Great father, great husband, great son, great friend, great brother, great everything. And he's the same kid that he was coming out of Texas Tech. Right. So, because my wife was asking me a lot of questions about him last night because she pays some attention, but not much. Right. But like, now, why is this now guy he's so got good? modern. Where did yeah. you go to college? Texas Tech. Played West Virginia a couple of times. Oh, oh, I guess he killed us. Nope, actually, we beat him twice. Right. Because the team around him was complete and total ass, right. all due respect. Right. 48-17. Yeah. West Virginia beat Patrick Mahomes right. in Lubbock. Right. Unbelievable. That's why people missed. Oh, what happened in that game? I don't know. I didn't know he was supposed to just play everything. <laughs> you know? You know, yeah. Here, it's the NFL. We know the talent disparity is not nearly as great as it can be in some college matchups. And that's where a guy like Mahomes, he's made for the NFL. He's made for the modern-day NFL, and he's changed the sport. Forget what he's doing and the hardware and all that. He's brought in people, generations, part of a fan base, people, fans that I don't think would have loved the sport. I've, I've, I've chuckled with you about my daughter, right? She's 17 years old. She's sick of her dad watching football all the time, but there she was yesterday and Mahomes was running around. She was, oh, ha, 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 right? She was doing it like he's got a way that people who don't even care about the sport, they watch it and they go, this is fun. What the hell? This guy's crazy. What is he doing? Oh my, he throws it like that. Oh, he's got such a sweet smile. Oh, he's got a funny voice, but it's cute, whatever. It's just, it's all of it that everybody likes on a worldwide scale and then you just talk about the the flair and the talent and how he does it right there's a sex appeal and a way he does it like a jordan that we were like i've never seen anybody shoot a basketball like this they fade away and he's got his own style that's just rare and i think that's what adds to the legacy and the and the greatness of Mahomes too well, we said this back in 2018 and 2019 the way he plays is going to influence a generation of kids the same way michael jordan did michael jordan moved in a way that we hadn't seen before he attacked the basket in a way we hadn't seen right. before and you talk about it from time to time you're trying to teach your son how to throw a football Every and he's throws, doing he's all throws, that Mahomes he's running stuff. around and i'm going can we just throw the ball you know he's running around he's got his hand exactly like Mahomes and he does it and I just can you throw me a few balls before we go into Mahomes mode first but that's exactly right and that's where Mahomes and the Chiefs and everything about it Taylor Swift and Kelsey and all of it right I I just I love it because it it kind of debunks the normal football military we got to do this and it has to be done that way or it can't be successful the Chiefs are writing a new script and going it doesn't have to be like that it's hard work and crazy and all that, but it can be fun and he can enjoy it. And I think that's what's really cool about it. And that's the thing he enjoys. He's not tormented by it. He just loves it. And he's out there doing the best he can. Right. And he's always confident he's going to pull it off. 
One thing that could help him next year as they try to become the first team in NFL history to win three straight Super Bowls. I reported this and he during brought it up yesterday. Pre-game. What? Mahomes. The enemy? No, he brought up three Pete. Oh, oh, they're talking about you know? three Pete. Right. Eric Bieniemy could be coming back. Yeah. As assistant head coach. Okay. Kind of wedging in there between Matt Nagy and another Andy mind Reed. in the group. The accountability right. that Mahomes talked about during the season. Right. I remember when the enemy was getting flack because he was being a little too hard yeah. on the commander's yeah. players. It's like, hey, guys, hey. you know, this is like good. He's hard on that team that this keeps winning good. every year, yeah. right? He was hard yeah. on them. They keep winning. Yeah. Right. right. Guys, if you want to be great, you know, he loves you and he wants the most out of you. That's why he's doing it. But he could be back. Yeah. Now, he also could still be back as a head coach. And I guarantee you, if Andy Reid does decide to walk away, and it sure looks like he's not going to, but if he does, Mahomes is going to say, I want the enemy. And if you're Clark Hunt, how in the hell can you say no? to Patrick Mahomes at this point. Let's hear it straight from Andy Reid. Let's study the demeanor. Let's look for any tells, any twitches, any strategic drinking of water as Reid talked about his future last night. Yeah, I haven't had time to think about it, but yeah, 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 sure. Huh? I mean, I get asked that, so, you know, I'm, I'm mad at Belichick and Pete because now I get asked all those questions. All right. He walked off after that. He said, I haven't thought about it yet, though. But, yeah, sure. I mean, what's he going to say? I haven't thought about it yet, but, ah, we're tired. I haven't thought about it yet. I haven't thought about it yet. If you're definitely back, you don't say, I haven't thought about it yet. It's like, retirement? What the hell are you talking about? I got the greatest quarterback who's ever played the game. I just have to stand there for three hours and watch him do things. I got the best seat in the house for football history. Why would I give it up? I haven't thought about it yet. I'm telling you. The Chiefs aren't thinking about alternatives and haven't been thinking about alternatives to Andy Reid because they're just overly nervous and skittish. There's something there to be watching. Yeah, well, sorry, we, Chiefs fans, we, get mad. I don't care. We're not rooting for it. We're just trying to tell you what's going on. No, I, you know, it's, it's it's where he's at in his career, and I think you make the point. When I saw that, yeah, I, I haven't had time to think about it. Means there's. Somebody to, Something think, to think, about. think about. Right. I mean, duh. So that is a real aspect. And again, I know it's like, why would you leave, right? Why would you leave? It's so great. Bill Walsh left after the third Super Bowl with Joe Montana. You know why? Because he's like, I haven't had a life in 40 years. All I do is football 20 hours a day. You know, I've sacrificed family and all these other things. And I'm getting up there in age. So... Yeah, I think he's reached the, what do you want to say, Jason Kelsey part of his career where every year he kind of going to go back and think about it a little bit because he's invested so much. But I think all we all come back to the same base thought. Now, let's, right. here's yeah. the thing. Right. Reed said today, yeah. I haven't even thought about retirement. People okay. keep, keep asking me. I haven't really gone there. I haven't really thought about it. So... That's stronger than last that night. That is, right. That's I bet you he saw night. things last night and realized he kind of left it open-ended. Yeah. And someone yeah. told him, and he went, you know what, I got to say, to be a little more definitive here, and but I'm I don't want him to leave. Listen, all right. you people out there that think we're rooting for him to retire, no, shut not. up. We're, we report the things we hear. And the Chiefs were preparing for the possibility he was going to retire after this season. They were preparing for it. And one of these days, maybe when I write Playmakers 2, if I ever do, there will be a chapter in there about what happened last year that right. causes us to say this. Yes, right. Can't say it now, but you know it. Yep. 
And they, yeah, hey, and maybe, you know, the Chiefs' concerns end up being unfounded. He decides to keep going. So it's good for, I would, I wouldn't stop. We've made that clear. And if he stays, all the more reason to expect him to be back next year. And how if Eric Bianami or somebody else takes over, as long as they got Mahomes, they'll find a way to figure it out. It would be a rough transition at first, and maybe they'd, maybe they'd have to take a year off from winning the Super Bowl. Maybe they wouldn't get three in a row. But, you know, I think the fact that they've won two in a row, I think if you read and you were thinking about it anyway, you got to try to do what's never been done. Yeah. you got to come back to try to get third in a row. Right. You've I, got to. I know it's a grind. I, they seem like they're having fun with it, you know. Yeah, these is yeah. It feels like keep the band together. That's what it feels like. I don't want to see Andy Reid retire or move on. Certainly, you know. Again, yeah. Do I think there's a culture there, and you know, is it set up to where I think success can continue? Sure, but I'm not sold on that. You know, Andy Reid. There is a magic about him. He's got this way of like, hey, I'm stern. I'm the boss. You're gonna listen to me, but. You can still be cool and have fun and and like what Mahomes said earlier in the show, be yourself to where, you know, we don't have to be so rigid and this doesn't have to be maybe so, you know, air quotes, New England-like and so robotical and army command and all of that. I mean, again, you see this. We didn't see interactions like this between anybody with like the Patriots, right? Oh, or God, Belichick, no. right? I mean, they're on the field doing snowmen together. What are they doing? I mean, damn, he's he's humping Chris Jones right, after the Super you, Bowl. All you. right, that, that will be fine. That that will be fine. Let's take a break on that note. Uh, uh, and uh, way to go, Chiefs! How about them, Chiefs? We have more PFT live right after this. That was speechless. Couldn't really look anybody in the eye, especially all my teammates. Um, I could have done more. Everybody could have done more, and there's really not much to say at this point. It's going to hurt. It's going to hit in waves, and uh, but that's life. Nick Bosa. That that he's kind of like Bill Belichick. Nick Bosa upset is like that. Nick Bosa happy is like that. That's just his delivery all the time. <laughs> right. But look, a rough one. Second Super Bowl for him. Second Super Bowl loss. 49ers had been five and zero in Super Bowls. They are zero and three in their last three efforts. Forty seven fifty one, and now wait forty seven fifty four, and now fifty eight for the San Francisco 49ers. And it was sloppy. Look, that opening drive, it felt like they were going to go down the score. It felt like it was a, a machine, right? You Just not like, un- oh. like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they're unstoppable. Right. Christian McCaffrey fumbles. And uh, that, that I mean, st- it's just another thing you point to as a reason why the 49ers should have been up more than 10-3 at the half because oh, that should have been points there. It felt like it. I mean, it kind of felt like it was on its way to being a touchdown-like drive, right? It was pretty damn good plays in the past game by Purdy and company. They had the run game working. They certainly seemed like they had the Chiefs a little bit like, hey, in the mode of let's feel this out. How are they going to play us? They had them on their heels. Certainly. And, and again, what we saw in the football game itself, the 49ers defense was playing well early. You know, they had a chance there to certainly take control of the game a little bit more and put some pressure on the Chiefs early. But yeah, that felt like a, blo- a blue, blown opportunity for obviously easy field goal, but the, the the drive itself had more than a field goal feel to it. 
and certainly dropped the ball there. And look, there weren't any other moments that stand out for the 49ers by way of just, uh uh-oh, that's where you open the door for the Chiefs. It's just the 49ers weren't capitalizing on the opportunities the Chiefs kept giving them. And then we get to the second half. It's 10-6, to 49ers lead. Here comes the punt. It gets muffed, and the Chiefs get the opportunity to recover and take their first lead of the game. And I credit the 49ers for rebounding from yeah, that and scoring that a touchdown right. to go up because right. this felt like – It felt like, like oh, no, Late third quarter, this, like this right? is it. This right. is it, and it's going to be the Golden State Warriors 18-2 to run, and before you know it, the Chiefs are going to win by – by 10 points or more. Yeah, it well, felt like that was the, the the damn breaking, and I credit the 49ers for you know answering that bell with a touchdown because that would have been very easy to just say, okay, this is not our day. Yeah, sure, I get it. it, it it's a it's you know I, to me like a double whammy this turnover. First off, yeah, you're gonna lose a possession. We get that, but I think the other aspect of it, you lose the you lose the possession deep in your territory. And a team who hasn't shown that they can drive down and score a touchdown yet, you just give them the ball right there and kind of jumpstart them. And that is one, again, where, you know, drop the ball, unlucky, whatever. You felt like there, like, man, I mean, 49ers, tough break. Really a a not well-punted football that ended up landing about 15 yards shorter than what it was intended to be. Right, Ray Mary McLeod is trying to yell to everybody to get the hell out of the way, and as he's doing that, right off the you know right side of the foot, and and again, I, you know, in real time, did you think it had touched the guy's foot? Like when you were there in the stadium, I thought it did because it took a weird bounce, but right. I was people were like, did he have to pick it up? Did what it was, and and of course we finally saw the replay to know it clearly hit the guy's foot. Yeah, absolutely, and it's one of those things, and that's about being at a game you never quite know until you see the replay you know it's like oh did that oh what was that right and and uh you need to see that second look and it's nice that they have them available because yeah it, it was clear it wasn't close we didn't have anything that marred this one like oh wait they screwed this up they screwed that up you know for the entire game no so no. uh that that part of it was good and the chiefs again take the lead 49ers come back. Take the lead. Look, look, let's But like, they had the extra point block. Well, you want to talk about that earlier. They yeah. take the lead, but instead of going up four, they go up three. But and then, you know, and, and out under that, guys, let's show the touchdown and how again how the Chiefs scored right after that muff punt. The the touchdown pass to Valdez Scaling before we get into the block field goal, just real quick. Again, this is what makes the Chiefs so cool too. Situational football, knowing the moment. Oh, let's go for it right now. And if you guys can rewind this or at least show this one more time, to me, this is where, hey, big play moment moment kind of oh we think they'll play this defense they ran a play that really kind of stressed the rules of the seattle cover three right they kind of switch release off the line of scrimmage valdez scaling and because of the alignment with kelsey right they kind of put the corner in a tough spot to where he's got to back off the back is going to the flax so the guy that's kind of supposed to be playing where valdez scantling is playing he has to worry about wait i kind of got to get over here to help the back and now it leaves a linebacker in this huge area where he's got to make the play and that again that to me is one of the beauties of andy reed in big game moments is like knowing, oh, now's the time to go for the kill. Let's do it. I have a play or two that were made for this moment. Let me dial it up. And, of course, that kind of felt like 
it got a little pressure off the Chiefs' offense finally to where they were like, okay, we are, yeah. we know how to score a touchdown, right? They hadn't scored a touchdown in the second half of the Ravens game. They hadn't scored a touchdown on the whole game so That's far at point. this point, yeah. right? So there was had to be a little bit like, damn, are we ever going to get in the end zone again? And that certainly was a big moment. I mean, think about it. They didn't score any points at all in the second half of the AFC Championship. Been and they while. went almost right. all of the first half yes. without scoring any right. points. Right. And if you tell me before the game that the Chiefs are going to have one touchdown in 60 minutes of football, I'm thinking, they're probably going to lose a game. Yeah, but right. they had one touchdown, four right. field goals in uh, the 60 minutes of regulation. Another thing, the the blocked extra point. Right. When the 49ers, and that was a great drive. Right. You know, methodical down the field. They take the lead, and they're ready to go up by four points, and the Jake Moody extra point is blocked, and that just changes the full vibe. You talked about that earlier, daughter's reaction. What's that mean? Well, it means the field goal ties it up. They don't need to go down and score a touchdown. But that's, that's one of those huge, huge plays that looms over the rest of the game. and was Now, look, the whole game would have unfolded differently if it would have been 17, 13, different strategic decisions, right. et cetera. But that changed everything, and it set the stage for overtime. Yeah, that's right. That was it. When right. you get it on three, that's what sets the stage. Sets the stage. Set the stage. It, take, it took pressure off the Chiefs. Again, they're going, wait, all we got to do is kick a field goal here. We don't have to go down and score a touchdown. You know? And, again, just another one of those moments that's big – that you went, wow, the Chiefs made the play in the moment, or the 49ers messed it up, whatever you want to say. Cursed, I mean, as you said. Yeah. I mean, Moody, again, in that moment, all right? I mean, we saw Harrison Bucker kick a 57-yard field goal. The snap high was high. Snap. They got it down. They still got it done. And it was a low-line drive Low drive. This way. is a perfect snap. And if you show the replay one more time, guys, I mean, the ball's low. The, low, the kick is low. It wasn't like somebody got some unbelievable leap in the middle. This is a 35-yard field goal that definitely does not have the right trajectory. I mean, when we see this next clip here and you see the – I mean, this is not like somebody that got some great catapult that barely went yeah, over the heads of everybody. Yeah. Right. So, you know, not struck maybe properly as far as kicking it quite the way Moody wanted to. And Watch yeah. it come off his foot. I mean, it might have gone left. It might have gone left. It might have looked a little it. weird. It yeah. looks a little weird. Uh, I, I don't doubt what you're saying there. You're right. It did look like it came off funny as you see the replay more and more. Speaking of weird, the yeah. Dre Greenlaw Achilles tendon injury. Just getting ready to run out onto the field. Cursed. Here it is. He's jumping, jumping up and down. Just normal play. And here we go. And oh, there it went. And, you know, the artificial turf truthers came out right away. Oh, oh right, oh, right. Dress, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, that wouldn't have happened on any surface in the world. And it doesn't change the fact that it's safer and better to play on grass. It drives me crazy. Anytime there's an Achilles tendon tear on grass, oh, oh, oh the grass. Well, yeah. It, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Maybe it was closer to not happening on grass and if it had been on that rock-hard artificial turf, as it can often be. But it's a shame for Dre Green. Well, and you wonder if it was already weakened. That's the other thing we that, don't know. That's, of course, Just like an ACL is. goes. That's the point. I when mean, an ACL off, goes, all the artificial are... truthers out there, like, shut the hell up. You've never even played football, most of you, and you haven't played in the NFL. All the NFL players are telling you they'd rather play on grass. So shut up. Like, you don't even have a say in it. We want grass. Grass is better. You've never played in the NFL. Shut up. That's the end of the conversation, right? I mean, it's just ridiculous. The whole league has told us they'd rather play on grass. You still have people fighting that. 
But yeah, that to me was Mike, right? There was something there wrong already. Yeah. Wouldn't be shocked if there was a nice slight tear there, maybe from the series before. Maybe that's why he was jumping around. He was going, something doesn't Got feel yeah, right. Yeah. Let me get my legs going a little yeah. bit. And then it goes. But who knows? Either way, huge moment. We know how good he is. You could argue in a lot of ways, Drake Greenlaw had some games this year that were even better than Fred Warner. He's one of the best middle linebackers in the game, an emotional leader. And that takes some wind out of your sails, even if you're a 49ers defensive player having to deal with that. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, more from Super Bowl 58 here on PFC Live. Let's see if you can do this, Aaron Rodgers. We know he has issues chugging a beer. Taylor Swift does not. She was ready. Like I, I love. I mean, I, I've loved the whole Taylor Swift experience. I, I, you know, I know I'm on record for that. You know, when they showed her on the screen a lot of times during the football game, right? I mean, that box. They were always having fun. They're Ice dancing. Spice was up there, right? They're enjoying, like, you know, they're enjoying themselves. Let alone the game itself. I mean, you see her doing that. She's got, you know, Blake Lively next to her at one point. They're dead. Delano Del Rey's there. I mean, again, I think it just adds to the, the great theatrics of the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift being there. Some of the media in the press box were saying that they were in the vicinity when she arrived, right. and someone said, don't take any pictures of her. And my reaction to that was, I mean, Bullshit? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a public place. What right. do you mean? Right. I mean, don't come if you don't want to be photographed by people who see that. you. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's not even. Yeah, you should that, just say it and see if people comply. I uh, yeah, and then you know, more times than not, I think people will. But uh, it, it's uh, it was really cool, and you know, there were so many big stars in the audience yesterday, which is always great to see. They do a good job of putting a bunch of them on the big screen there, and I think it adds to the... Leo, Leo might have been caught in a pick or a scratch. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, it was yeah, either a pick or a scratch. He was down, then he didn't want to look up and, like, acknowledge it. You saw LeBron. I mean, every all the heavy hitters were there. It really was an incredible. But nobody, nobody's a bigger deal than Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift and what she does to the crowd when she uh, when they put her on the big screen took the flight from Tokyo where she had a concert to LA and Didn't then from tired. LA over to they and it's fine I, I think I saw somewhere they had a backup plane right like not even you know mechanic around no just we have another plane if there's anything wrong with this plane we got another plane right. well hey can't hide money like no, literally with this money. one right can't right. hide money <laughs> definitely not trying to and always making more of yeah, it yeah yeah they can't even they can't hide it no she's stuck now we know how rich she is but yeah it really added to this whole football season i thought and it adds to the chiefs stardom and we've talked about it so much it's just rare that a team can embrace what a lot of coaches and people would call distractions and it doesn't seem to distract them and they can still stay focused on the on the task it all started like in back week in back in week three i'm having a little trouble with english language today it started back in like week three or four yeah right and she showed up for a lot of the games after that. It became a thing. It drove people crazy. It was stupid because, again, they're going to cut away to somebody. So you're either going to see her or you're going to see the owner or you're going to see the dude with the wig and the face paint and the sign with the misspelled words on <laughs> right, it. Like, right. who cares who they cut away to after there is a, uh, a score or some other big moment in the game? One moment that went under the radar because it ultimately was inconsequential, but I, I the horse collar tackle in the first half right nick bolton grabbing the nameplate of brock purdy as he ran to the left it's called horse collar tackle 
And the rule book says that the player has to be pulled toward the ground. And the rule book contains language about the knees buckling. I see a guy running. And he lets go of it just at the moment that it's about to become a tackle. I don't think I've ever seen one that close before. I mean, usually once you start it, you're getting your money's worth. You're pulling the guy down. Right. He lets go just as the the process begins of coming down. I don't... I. I don't know. I don't love that it. That's you know, I'll go to hundred out of a hundred. You know, uh, you know, you know. It, it, it's this is one where I'd like to go common sense, okay? In this football game right here, it's not egregious. Yes, he grabs the nameplate. You know, I know in the language there's something about you don't have to take him to the ground of his knee buckles right. or anything like that. But come on, I mean, basically, it looks like he got the first down anyways. You don't take him to the ground, and I think the point is to. He realized where he was in the danger area, and he lets go. He let go. Right? So, yeah, in this moment, it didn't end up affecting the Chiefs. Like you said before the break, though, it affected the field position because there's a nine-and-a-half-yard, ten-yard run, whatever, added to 15 yards, and I believe that was the the drive stalls out, and then they punt, and the Chiefs get the ball at, like, the one-yard line, whatever. That's where it was big. But, yeah, that would be one. For the most part, they did not call many penalties. We know that. They did not overtake the game. And that would have been hey. one what I wish we didn't see. There was one moment. I thought the felt, Chiefs got a hey. few whole people well, held back. But that happens all the time. Right. Happens all the time. But I felt like I'd do some egregious it ones. It was gutsy to call defensive right. holding in overtime. Yeah. Because it was close, and we've seen that knock called. That yep. was gutsy because we say all the time they don't have the right. nerve to throw it. Right. The Kyle Yuschuk falling to the ground football move. Remember that loophole we talked about during the season? You spotted it. Okay, I made my football move, but I'm still going to the ground. Right. I have to maintain possession through going to the ground, even if I've made my football move. Right. And they've made it clear that regardless of what the rule says, because our point, Chris, was they need to make the rule clear. Right. That if you complete the act of catching the pass while going to the ground, you don't have to maintain possession. But he was going to the ground. He made the football move. When he hit the ground, he lost possession. Under a literal, strict reading of the rule book, that's an incomplete pass. Again, I, they didn't score a touchdown on that drive, so it didn't matter. No. But that was a key moment. I was surprised. I mean, we've heard the language of three steps and a football move, really, to kind of solidify it. Right. This was, I'm falling to the ground. I took one step. And actually, as my right foot... But, but yeah, as you're, but if you're as going you're to the ground, falling, you still have to hold the ball. I know. So Even to the language the of the stuff. law, right? I mean, if they're going to go to the language of the law, the horse collar thing, you would think, oh, go to the language of the law there. I was surprised. When I saw it and I went, oh, wait, they're looking at it. And, right, here's my other always clue, being in the NFL or whatever, the guys on the 49ers did not think it was a catch. You know, George Kittle and everybody was like, let's want to play because that's not a catch. So I think even the players themselves weren't sold on that. Going to the ground, you got to survive that. And I don't even know if that classified as a football move, really. One step, as he's reaching and the ball hits the ground, the right foot is also, the second step is just hitting the ground, right? So that that was, uh, like you said, not huge, but certainly I I questioned it. I, I think it falls into this gap, and this is what we raised during the season. The owners need to take control of their sport because someone is interpreting the rules that the owners are responsible for passing in a way different than the rules are written. Right. That's what should alarm me. If I'm an owner, hey, it's my sport. We determine the rules, and you apply them. And if you're applying right. them differently than they're written, that's a problem. That's why we raised it at the time. We need to take a break. Some of the records set in Super Bowl 58 when PFT Live continues right after this. 
One of the favorite emails I get after the Super Bowl is the email with all the records set during the latest Super Bowl. Harrison Butker, most field goals made in a career with nine most field goals in a game, seven. First time ever, we talked about this earlier, with no kickoff returns in the entire game. Highest average punting for a game. Tommy Townsend and Mitch Wisnowski, 50.9 yards. some bombs. And Patrick Mahomes has set the record for most fumbles recovered in a career in the Super Bowl with wow. four. Wow. Take that, all defensive and, players. And what did I see? He tied Brady's record for fourth quarter and overtime touchdown passes in the history of the playoffs already? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Nobody's ever got six years in as a starter, three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, two NFL MVPs. He's rewriting the history books right now, right in front of us. Like, it's incredible. Uh, but how do, how do you feel if you're Jake Moody yesterday? You're like, yes, I have the all-time record, and it only lasts for yeah. about 30 minutes more. It lasted <laughs> for 30 years, <laughs> and then incredible. it lasted for 30 minutes of clock right, time. Right. Steve Christie said it in 28 for the Bills in the loss to the Cowboys. Jake Moody hits from 55, longest ever in the Super Bowl. And then, yes, Harrison Butker comes back with that high snap, with that three-iron that just travels like no higher than 20 feet off the ground the whole way. I saw it go straight in. It had no arc to it at all. And from that far, you need to have it lower. But that high high snap, I thought, was screwing it up. Right, right. Um, Lowest attendance. Okay. Of any non-pandemic Super Bowl, lower than Super Bowl one when they had sixty-one thousand nine hundred and change in the right. Coliseum, it right. wasn't sold out. This was sold out with sixty-one six. Yeah, not a big stadium. I'm surprised they didn't make the stadium a little bigger, yeah. or at least Add allow it seats. to be expanded for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I guess I, I figured it didn't matter. I, We're going to have it anyway. It doesn't matter. And you know what I said to you before the break? It might have been the lowest attended Super Bowl ever. I bet you it was the most money-making Super Bowl ever. I mean, of course, the new stadiums, we know why the owners want them anyways, is for the suites. Did you see the couches in the end zone? They had the setups in the end zone with with the the big couches. couches. I know. So things like that. I mean, again, from all due accounts, a 20-person suite, from what one of my rich buddies was telling me, it was over $2.5 million for that 20-person suite. Like Taylor Swift, the suite she was in, was definitely north of $5 million, right, just for the game. So 61,000, the NFL's going, kiss my butt. We're walking away with 61 billion after the damn game. <laughs> I, I, I don't care how much money I had. Right. I wouldn't pay that for one football game. Well, I wouldn't. We got to take a break. But well, I would not pay that. I mean, I don't. I mean, again, $5 million to her is like $500 to you. But $5 million is still $5 million. Okay. Well, she just, like, she just said, wait, if the first plane doesn't work, we'll use the second one. Yeah, it's true. Okay. And she wants to have a party, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing boyfriend serious with watching him in the super bowl i don't got a problem with it and i need to cor- i need to i need to correct right. you 500 5 million to her isn't 500 to me it's, it's like 50 like, it's more like 50 to okay me. Yeah, okay it's more like 50. Say, say he's richer than we we thought no right? that's the wrong way that's it would have been oh you're right you're yeah. right you're all right, right. we gotta okay. we'll figure it out we'll take a break you're more right. pft live right after this Duh, chris DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And this season, new customers deposit $5 and get a bonus bet back up to $1,000. If your first bet doesn't hit, download the app and use the promo code PFTLive when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours, and please wager responsibly. The odds are already out for Super Bowl 59. 49ers, the early favorites, plus 550. Chiefs, plus 650. Yeah, yeah. 
look, this is going to be prisoners of the moment, the aftermath of this season. You know, chances are it's going to be somebody else. That's why the odds are are not low. It's not right. like two to one. It's five point five to one, six point five to one for the Chiefs. Then you got the Ravens, Bills, Lions, Bengals. Anyone surprise you on that page? I, you know, I, I Packers. Think, Packers, I thought would be higher. Yeah, I think I the Packers you. are going to be more of a darling team this year. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be shocked. I think the talent is there to do that. They'd be one of the teams I would think about. You know, if you want a little extra, you know. Uh, cash in the in the cushions of the couch that'd be a team i'd throw some money on but i mean again the chiefs i i just uh, went in doubt picked the chiefs that's what my theory has been for the last basically five years and that will continue and i think that they're going to realize which is remarkable they won the super bowl with a team that maybe had more flaws than any other teams they've gone to the super bowl with and now they're going to adjust and make the team better and you only know, more dangerous for the first time ever i nailed it Chiefs 49ers in the Super Bowl back in September and Chiefs won. I don't feel any different though. Do I get anything? No, for you it? don't. Good job, man. Way yeah, go. thanks. Way well, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't, didn't go. feel very good. <laughs> oh, well. That's it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you Tuesday see you from home. All right, homies. That's it. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed me and Florio breaking down Super Bowl 58. Ahmed and I will be back on Wednesday. Yeah. You know what time it is. It's what the fuck happened podcast time. We're going to dive into it. I can't wait to watch the film of this game. Both sides, so many interesting angles. We'll go in-depth on the Super Bowl film and transitioning to what should be an unbelievable, as always, exciting offseason. Peace out. See you later, homies. We'll catch you on Wednesday. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.